0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Life Coaching for Dentists podcast. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown and holy smokes, this is the 100th episode. I am over here celebrating. I'm so grateful that you're here, that you're joining me, whether this is your first episode or whether you've been with me from the start through all the different transitions. I'm just absolutely beyond through the roof, beyond thrilled. I can't even think of my Metaphors, analogies, idioms, figures of speech, whatever. I'm getting tongue twisted. (laughs) The bottom line is, I'm so excited um, that this is the 100th episode. I can barely believe it truly. And it's a testament to sticking with something over time. And you're going to see, you're going to realize and manifest what you really put your energy into with consistency. And um, so, yeah, I'm just taking a moment to recognize um, how far this podcast has has come. Um, The people that have reached out to me and and have told me that they've been positively impacted by it. I'm so grateful. That's really my mission in doing this. Um, And on that note, I just want to thank you. Um, You know, if you've um, shared the podcast, maybe you heard about it from a friend or colleague, Um, and thank you to those of you that have left a review. And if you haven't, I just want to lovingly and, um, kindly ask you, ask you to do so. Um, if you haven't already, you can actually do that while you're listening in whichever app you're listening to this podcast on. So if you'd, um, you know, if you've benefited from any of the episodes in the past, um, then go ahead and leave a review. You can just leave a star rating if that's faster for you. Um, but it just basically helps other people just like you to find the podcast, uh, that much more easily. And, um, I would greatly appreciate it. In any case, today I am so excited to dive right into today's topic. This is part two in a three-part series on how to feel better. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, which came out last week, it's not a problem. You can still listen, but you're not going to want to miss part one from last week because it will really help to give the bigger picture on the entire point that I am making here on, you know, the different ways that we have been taught or that we may, um, gravitate towards in terms of how to feel better. So today is part two. Last week, last week, we talked about buffering and numbing our feelings. Today, we're talking about something that a lot of us have really been taught to do when we have negative feelings. Um. So it's the second option, part two of this conversation, which is resisting them, okay? And so many of us, um, you know, are busy running around our dental practices. Um, We are, I I remember working for an endodontist years ago, and she, you know, talked about seeing patients and that it feels like putting on a show and that you're kind of on on like kind of like almost like on stage, like performing all day. And she described it like putting on a tea party, you know, like having people over to your house and you're just sort of on and, and, uh, entertaining people to some capacity. Right. And so we have been taught, you know, either explicitly or implicitly that no matter what you are actually going through internally, no matter what your thoughts are or feelings are during your day, seeing patients, um, that you need to put on a show that the show must go on, that you should appear happy or focused or confident or whatever positive types of words you might use to describe, um, you know, whatever looks professional, for example, and I'm using air quotes, you can't see my hands. (laughs) But basically, we're taught to resist our feelings. Often that also comes in the form of bottling up our feelings or ignoring our feelings. Maybe we're thinking that we just should be happy and we shouldn't feel irritated or stressed out. Um, as a quick side note, I recently had a conversation with one of my clients that was talking about, um, you know, feeling frustrated as she was uh, short staffed. And instead, she was, you know, wishing that she could just be uh, sympathetic or empathetic when a staff member was out sick, but she wasn't naturally feeling that way. Instead, she was feeling frustrated. So we're taught that, you know, we shouldn't feel frustrated or irritated. We should instead uh, find ways to just feel happy. We should override our negative feelings. And one of the simplest ways that we're taught to do this is, you know, really early on as kids, we're just taught, you know, how do you answer the question? How are you? Well, we don't really answer that question for the most part in an honest way. And I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, pointing myself out, right? Um, I'm raising my hand. So many of us, right, we're just sort of taught to answer that question of how are you with I'm fine, how are you? That's just the polite way to respond, right? So we're almost uh, taught that we should deny or not pay attention to what we're actually feeling and something as basic as a question of, hey, how are you? We're just taught to automatically answer that with I'm fine, how are you? Now there's nothing necessarily horrible or definitely not anything evil about that or malicious, but just notice how that could set us up for suppressing our true thoughts and feelings throughout the day. Okay. Now there is the suppression of our thoughts and feelings. Then Throughout our workday, there's also the suppression of our physical needs. Like, how many of us, I know for me personally, um, I have worked so many countless days seeing patients, and I haven't stopped to, um, you know, go to the bathroom or drink water, much less actually eat a proper meal most of the time it's kind of it was eating on the go maybe you know grabbing a bite in between patients and so frequently the end of the day would come and i was not only was i hungry and totally dehydrated but i hadn't gone to the bathroom and on top of that you know i physically felt exhausted like you know maybe i could use a nap or to lay down But I also simultaneously felt like, okay, but I've been sitting all day. And so I also kind of feel like I need to move my body. It was this strange conflict of all physical needs happening at the same time. Like I need rest, but I also need movement. I need to hydrate. I need to eat and I need to eliminate. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. I know plenty of my colleagues have And so you ask yourself, okay, which one of these needs should come first? You know, if the end of the day comes and you've been sort of ignoring your physical needs as much as emotional or mental needs, you know, what wins out? What do you attend to first? What should be the priority? The other thing I want to mention so many days in the dental practice, and, and I'm really not proud of this at all but I want to share this because I know that this has happened for many of you as well I'm positive is that we don't really take care of ourselves when we're sick and often we feel especially those of us that are practice owners we feel like we need to basically duct tape ourselves together because the show must go on okay and um I, I used to work for a practice owner many years ago that taught me, um, you know, Hey, this is the perfect concoction of medications that you can take when you are under the weather. You know, maybe it was like day quill and ibuprofen and, and I don't really know. Right. But basically this is how you can minimize all your symptoms so that, uh, you know, you can just make it through the day. And on top of that, I remember them telling me specifically, Hey, here's my trick. Whenever I sneeze in the operatory, I just say something to the effect of like, Oh man, my allergies are really flared up right now. You know, so that basically the patient would not worry thinking that you have cooties that are going to, you know, get them sick. Right. So I don't know what kind of tips or tricks you've learned throughout the years, but the message to me was loud and clear that the show must go on even to my own detriment, even if it meant duct taping myself together, medicating myself, uh, you know, with things that I may or may not need, but in one way or another masking my symptoms so that I could keep the show going and here's what happens when we bottle up, not just our our, um, our emotional, uh, you know, inner feelings, but also our physical needs when we don't attend to them. What happens is that when we ignore our needs, They don't just go away. They actually grow and become more intense. And for the remainder of this podcast, I'm really going to focus on, you know, emotional needs and feeling better uh, emotionally. So I'll kind of gravitate away from the physical needs. But just know that really, we're it, it. It you can't fully separate it, right? Like we have our emotional needs, we have our physical needs, and when we don't attend to them, they're not going to go away. In fact, you know, we might even have, um, underlying, uh, um, resentments that can build up because we haven't had a chance to take care of ourselves physically or mentally. And we might not even be acknowledging that that resentment is there. So what happens? Well, we aren't robots, right? Like our thoughts and our feelings and our physical needs really truly matter. And when we go through, um, you know, let's say higher education and dental school, we're taught how to think we're taught how to think really critically. And we really put a high value on critical thinking. So thoughts are the language of our brain But in turn, feelings are the language of our body, okay? And so it's very possible that throughout all of our training and throughout our entire lives, we've learned how to think very, very well and pay attention to what's going on in our brain. And yet, maybe it's time to tune in and learn how to feel. It's possible that we've been ignoring what we feel throughout the day, So let me give you an example. And I'll go back to this example of, um, you know, a client that I had um, who was uh, in a situation where she was short-staffed and um, multiple uh, staff members were out sick. And she was feeling really, really frustrated, really irritated. And so this was the situation where In her mind, she just needed to, you know, the show must go on. And what would happen was she'd really be ignoring her feelings throughout the day. And then the evening would come, and guess what she was doing? I know I've been in this situation countless times. I would get home, and I may not necessarily make the healthiest choices. I was feeling really irritated, and I was feeling a little bit entitled like, man, I deserve some food for having worked hard today. We were short staffed. I deserve a treat. So my client was feeling that same way. She was acknowledging that she was feeling that way, maybe not making the best food choices. And then she was unloading and venting everything to her family instead of, uh, instead of alternatively, um, you know, being present and connecting with her family. She was really venting and not, Enjoying her time when she was at home. She was really feeling the feelings that hadn't been felt earlier in the day, hadn't been fully felt out earlier in the day. Perhaps what I'm really getting at is the lack of acknowledgement of what she was feeling earlier in the day. So it was just being suppressed. Now, my goal for you with this episode is to ask you, how might you be suppressing your physical and emotional needs throughout the day? And specifically when we talk about um, emotional needs, how might you be failing to acknowledge, um, you know, your emotions throughout the day? How might you be telling yourself on a busy day, seeing patients, I need to, you know, duct tape myself together. I need to be happy. I need to, you know, act professional, et cetera, et cetera. Now, again, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Okay. But is it possible that you are ignoring things to the extent that you are letting them bottle up? And then is it a problem later in the day? I know for me, for sure, that was the case. I was ignoring things. And then, as I mentioned previously, when we override our needs, when we bottle up our feelings, they don't go away. They grow and they become more intense and they wait for us. (laughs) They basically wait until we're ready to address them or ready or not. (laughs) And so... My goal in this episode is to help you to bring awareness. Is this happening to you? And if so, I want you to get really crystal clear. How is it manifesting itself? What does it look like when you're overriding your needs? And then what does it look like later at the end of the day or when the time comes that you kind of come back into your body and you are recognizing how you're actually feeling? What does that look like for you? And is it okay or does it have negative consequences? Okay, so ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself how it looks like for you. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about the third way to handle negative feelings and to feel better. Okay, so in part one and part two, we've talked about bringing awareness, asking yourself critical questions so that you can understand what you're doing currently before we get to the point of being able to, you know, quote unquote, solve or fix things. We need to really understand what are we doing currently? What are our standard methods of operation that are pulling us out of the moment or Potentially making us think or feel like we need to act a certain way that isn't necessarily what we're truly feeling on the inside, okay? So with that, I'm going to leave and, um, end today's episode, maybe a little bit of a cliffhanger, just like last week. It's funny because even as I am wrapping up today's episode, I feel a little uncomfortable. Like, you know, I've been taught or, you know, my goal is always to leave you with something that like, you're like, Oh yes, I have, you know, listen to that episode and that episode has fixed this problem, but I have deliberately (laughs) created this as a three part series that all goes together. So you don't want to miss out on next week's episode, part three on how to feel better. I promise it will all make sense, but, but I really do want you to do that homework. Ask yourself, pay attention, notice what are your feelings throughout the day? Are you overriding them? as I've talked about in this episode or in the last episode are you buffering them if that doesn't make sense to you go listen to last week's episode episode number 99 and so my current episode, uh, my current feeling right now is I feel a little awkward I'd love to end this on some happy note where I've tied things up with a bow and given you some magical solution and yet that's not going to happen today because really as I've already said the goal is for you to just bring awareness. That's all we're doing in today's episode. And it will be a very powerful exercise for you to do this. I promise. So I'm going to tie it all up together next week on the third part of this episode. I do hope that all three episodes together, you're going to see to or find them to be super, super helpful for you. And that's what I have for you today in part two. All right, my friends, It is time for me to sign off and I am looking forward to the third part next week. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.